Welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Bruce Irving. Today, Annalisa and Tom are joining me, and we're talking all about their pizza journey. It's a great story. I think you're going to enjoy this one. I think it's going to be great for those who are starting out or growing a food truck or pizzeria to hear a little bit about how Annalisa and Tom started and are going through the process of growing their business. It's a great episode. I really do think you're going to enjoy this one. I have to say, over the past few weeks, I've been doing a lot of research about marketing, about this podcast, about what people are doing that makes them successful, and we are doing a couple things here behind the scenes. Number one, I've been taking these podcasts and going through all of the podcasts and taking out two to eight-minute clips of the goodies. Now, each podcast, we talk a lot about different things, but some people don't have time to sit there and listen to all of these 45 or 50 minutes of the podcast. So if you want, go over and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's youtube.com forward slash smart pizza marketing. You can just find it from our website. And I've been posting the nuggets from the podcast in video form over on that channel. So if you want a quick bite of the podcast and really listen to what these entrepreneurs share about growing their businesses, go subscribe to that. I guarantee you'll be you'll be happy and you'll be glad you did because it's really condensed. I'm trying to go through these and really give out the best information I possibly can from the podcast. But I do want you to sit there and listen to this one because this one's better. You know, this one is more of if you're working and that's kind of why I started the podcast. I really started this podcast because I was in the kitchen making dough, doing the schedule, going do it through inventory and I needed something to listen to and I wanted to ask people questions about what they were doing and I was, I was loving podcasts. So I hope that you're listening to this podcast while you're doing something. If you are, hit me up. Bruce at smartpizzamarketing.com is my email. You can reach out to me directly. I've also been doing a lot of emails lately. I've been trying to come up with an email marketing course. And in doing that, I've been diving deep into emails. What works? What types of emails work? What days are the best to send? How to make a great follow-up sequence? What types of subject lines get people to open? How many links do you put inside of that email so people can click and click on what you actually want them to and it doesn't go to spam? Been doing a ton of research and I've been sharing all of that inside of our mastermind group. I've also created a private RSS feed. And the RSS feed is what you're listening to this on right now. The RSS feed goes to iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, wherever you're listening to it. And you get this episode when it comes out, it automatically goes to your feed. Inside of the Mastermind Group, I created a private RSS feed, so only our Mastermind Group members have access to that. And I've been doing daily tips, strategies, things that are working that I can't necessarily say on the podcast because they move too fast. But I can share with our Mastermind Group members. So if you want access to that, head over to smartpizzamarketing.com forward slash, forward slash Mastermind Group, and you can get involved with our group. You get access to me, you get access to our group, the private Facebook group, the private RSS feed. Plus, if you're a member of our mastermind group, you get access for free to all of our courses. The email marketing course that's coming up, the Instagram marketing course that we already have out, the 30-day Instagram challenge. I'm going to be doing a TikTok course in March. All of that you get access to as long as you're a member of our program. Go check it out on the website. Now, before we get into today's podcast and all the good nuggets, I promised you, here's a couple products that I think you should check out because they support the podcast and I really, truly appreciate them. Today's podcast is brought to you by Smithfield Culinary. Their margarita product line delivers authentic Italian flavor 
they use high quality meat products. And I actually use these when we operated our pizzeria, the margarita pepperoni, and they're fantastic. The other thing that I really like is they offer the popular cup and char pepperoni, which is those pepperonis that the edges kind of curl up as you cook it. It gets a little crispy on the outside, nice and juicy in the middle. I love it. They provide a wide range of meats, including salami, capicola, prosciutto, mordella, pancetta, all everything you need for your pepperoni and meat toppings whether you're doing pizza or a charcuterie board it's perfect they have all kinds of recipes videos everything you need over at smithfieldculinary.com forward slash margarita and the other thing they offer is consistent money saving rebates so go check it out visit smithfieldculinary.com forward slash margarita to get in on the savings and learn a little bit about pepperoni if you're looking for consistent quality and superior fresh tomato flavor check out stanislaus food products Real Italian values guide this family-owned company. Values like work hard, never cut corners, always do your best, and keep your word. They know consistent flavor and quality is crucial to great food. That's why they work so hard to provide you with the freshest tomato flavor can after can. You can follow them on Instagram at Stanislaus Tomatoes for weekly business building ideas from other successful pizzerias. And I have to say, over the past few months, I've been using Stanislaus products in my pizzas that you see over on Instagram that I'm making at home. And I'm very happy with the results. I love this food product and I am very picky about who we suggest you use here on the podcast. So if you hear them on the podcast, you know, I endorse them. I use them. I enjoy them. So if you're listening to this, go check them out on Instagram at Stanislaus Tomatoes. You will not regret it. All right. Thank you for everybody in the product Stanislaw. Smithfield Culinary for supporting the podcast. I appreciate you. Let's get into today's podcast. I'll see you on the other side. All right, welcome back to the podcast. We have Annalisa and Tom from Strachey's Pizza. I'm excited to have them join me on the podcast. So thank you guys. First of all, I know you guys are busy. You're dealing with some snow. So I appreciate you taking the time and joining me on the podcast. Yeah, of course. Thanks of course. for having us. We're happy to be here. My first question, everybody, is tell us a little bit of the backstory about how you guys got started in the pizza biz. It's always a good story. I always love hearing it. Well, I been a chef professionally for about the past, I guess, 12, 15 years, something like that. Uh, I started in uh, New York City and I moved down to just outside DC a couple years back to take a chef job at sort of a small fine dining-ish restaurant that I left uh, just before the pandemic. I was looking to start my own place and pandemic sort of changed the way that we all look at restaurants and businesses in the food service industry. And uh, at my last job, <clears throat> I got really into baking and sort of in the pandemic, I got really into Roman style pizza and decided to try and make that our next venture um, for, for a variety of reasons. Uh, that's pretty much. You had to think a little bit differently though about what it meant to open a restaurant or a food service business in the middle of the pandemic because this was all sort of happening during 2020 and originally when tom left his job he left in february of 2020 so very shortly after that everything kind of drastically changed so the idea of the food truck kind of um which is how we got started came from a, a friend who just sort of suggested it i think you know one day in conversation and tom just kind of got started down the rabbit hole of what was possible and uh we realized that you know especially during the climate of of you know 2020 2021 it made a lot of sense when most of restaurants were takeout only anyway 
Um, so that's how we got started. But since then, we've really been going warp speed and we've uh, grown a lot um, from our original iteration as the food truck. And we've, you know, moved that we don't move the truck around. We've uh, parked it in a permanent location in a lot that's attached to um, a little cafe, which we have uh, over the course of the past year converted into a full restaurant. So oh, wow. we've really changed dramatically from our original iteration. Well, <laughs> it's been a crazy year. That's, I mean, good and bad about starting in February, right? Because it, you know, there was a lot of businesses yeah. who had to pivot because of 2020, but you guys kind of started with 2020. So you knew what was going to happen. Not new, but like right. you had a little bit yeah. of a, and then a lead in. Yes. And so to that end, everything that we did was specifically designed for takeout. We yeah. made sure that all of our product was as high quality as possible in a to-go container. And then for us, the pivot came when we switched to a dining restaurant. So yeah. we kind of went in the other direction from everybody else. <laughs> now, why Roman style pizza? Um, well, I like to think that Roman style is kind of the intersection where like pizza meets artisan bread and still remains pizza. Um, I, I just love the baking, uh, working with sourdough starters, long fermentation, uh, working with high hydration doughs, stuff like that. And just, it's really delicious. And I think it's underrepresented in sort of the modern pizza market, uh, at least around, at least around us, there's very few, uh, other, other Roman style pizza places. There's a couple, but very few. Um, I personally, I just prefer it much more to like your like artisan neapolitan style which typically has more of like a, a softer yeah. floppier sort of center like our pizza is like very crisp mm -hmm. it's uh very like airy and light and it also like when trying to design something for like in the in the height of covid when everything is going to be takeout um the roman style that we do uh really holds up great in the box uh, in the box yeah. so people take it home and it's still it's still crispy and people are uh typically like impressed by it so we get like return customers because of just like the style that we've chosen to to do it, and pizza market around here is is very like saturated so yeah. like being a little bit different also helps us um being that we're the only roman style pizza place within uh, a 20 mile radius something like that. Well, I don't, don't quote us on yeah, that, but in yeah. our immediate, uh, you know, neighborhood yeah. for sure. We're the only Roman style. Pizza. Yeah. I, you I, know I what? Even, even doing the podcast, there's not a whole lot of Roman style pizzerias in the country, let alone yeah. in your area or neck of yeah. the woods. Like there's not a lot. There's a, uh, I mean, yeah. there's a quite a few, but there's not a saturated amount like a Neapolitan style pizzeria. It seems like there's those popping up all over right. the place. Right. I mean, like, uh, you mm, ever yeah. think, thank you. You ever think to yourself, wow, good thing we didn't open a Neapolitan style pizzeria in March of mm. 2020. Uh, yeah. Often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Because that uh, pizza doesn't travel style. well. No. No. Yeah. No. It doesn't. Unfortunately, it's amazing, fresh out of the oven. Yeah. But, uh, yes. It's just not the reality that we were in in twenty twenty or twenty twenty one or now twenty twenty two either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm so. with you. I keep saying twenty twenty. I feel like for me, I keep thinking twenty twenty and twenty twenty one was one year. Yeah, I'm yeah, stuck in that. that I'm stuck sure. in that area. Like I feel like 2020 was a year ago, even though it was two years ago. Yeah. Right. Where, so, who, where did you learn how to make Roman style pizza? Did you just experiment with yourself? I know you said you were doing the baking and you were a chef before, so you probably had some knowledge. Was it just right. trial and error? 
Um, some trial and error. I did some sort of online classes with Slow Rise, and I've just like baked pretty voraciously during the pandemic. And before that, I had several years of sort of artisan bread baking uh, experience. So like making the jump over to pizza wasn't all new. Uh, there's certainly like lots of different techniques that make it make it pizza. But uh, I, I was already familiar with things like Levain and uh, fermentation, like DDT, mixing gluten development, choosing flowers. Um, so it seemed like a, a short jump over to pizza. And as I get like deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole, like we're, we're a year into the business now and I'm definitely learning new things every day, every batch about our dough. Um, so it's a deep rabbit hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it something that you never really fully understand either? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Did you have to yeah. do like, so Roma style pizza is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a unique style of pizza. And even for people in the pizza industry, if you said Roman style, mm -hmm. I don't know if a lot of people or the majority of people would understand exactly what that is. So what sure. was it? Did you have to educate your customers as to what Roman style pizza is? Because I'm sure the average person probably had no idea. Um, yes and no. I think most people don't care. They just like taste the pizza and they're like, oh, this is really good. Uh, but whatever you want. Yeah. But to that end, it has been yeah. a big part of our marketing from the beginning is, you know, what is Roman style pizza? What makes us unique? And to that end, do you want to just like explain what it is quickly? Yeah. I mean, there's multiple types of Roman style pizza. And the one that we do is like a pizza impala, which is like an altalia dough that's baked directly on the hearth instead of a pan. Like Roman style pizza is, is, is usually like super high ferment or high hydration. It's difficult to handle yeah. it's baked in pans. Uh, but we bake ours directly on the hearth. Uh, and it has an amazing crunchy texture with great oven spring, really fluffy crumb. Um, and we do it sort of, and furthermore, like pizza and Paula is usually like a big pizza that you cut into slices. We do it sort of individually sized so sometimes that's called pizza sometimes it's called just pizza and pizza and pala um so just the definition of roman style pizza in general is uh a, a little debatable um and i think what we found is that although ours is most certainly roman style it's kind of becoming its own unique thing and um you know right. we're constantly you know, testing and making sure that our product is, you know, the, the best possible. And I think we've sort of fallen into our own little um, slot within the category um, that, you know, makes us unique. So, uh, but, but we have always tried to educate our customers, whether it's on social media, whether it's on our website, whether it's just one-on-one, -on -one, we really, we talk to all of our customers right here at the trailer or in the restaurant. So that's always something that we're trying to communicate is that, you know, that they understand what's different about our pizza. I'm on your act, your Instagram right now and your pizza looks amazing. And and I can see oh, that it's, you. you know, it's different too. You can order it. You know, usually Roman style pizza is cooked, you know, three feet long dough, right? And right, then you cut right, it up, right. you, they cut it with scissors or they cut it up into yeah. smaller pieces and you order it by the piece or by the weight. And I can see yours right. is cooked by the box, which is great because yeah. people don't have to decide. They just order one pizza and it looks like it's, it comes out of the oven. Fantastic. It looks amazing on Instagram for sure. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. And sort of that was something that uh, my my favorite restaurant experience, like I've been like a fine dining chef for a long time, but like whenever 
I had like a day off, we'd always go out for pizza. And I always loved like sort of the experience of going to like a nice Neapolitan pizza restaurant. Like uh, I used to love Franny's in Brooklyn uh, back in the day. Macaulay's uh, but, in Brooklyn yeah. always a favorite. And it's just a, it's just an awesome experience. But typically the Roman style pizza doesn't offer that experience. So we wanted to offer that experience with this unique style of pizza eventually obviously we started in the pandemic as takeout only but as we grow into the restaurant we want to be sort of like a a, a nice high-end restaurant that has like a unique product that we can offer um but that restaurant experience where like sort of you get four people you get three pizzas for the table and they're all they're all little guys and you, you share, you, you share and everything you try slice of each yeah and- um, that's really what we were shooting for. So that influenced the size of the pizza a lot, you know, like how are we going to make this like that restaurant experience instead of getting like a, a three foot pizza? Yeah. We, and just buying a couple slices yeah. by weight, which right. is the typical palio. Right. Right. Um, so Who, yeah. Who, and we do have our restaurant open now. So I think we've been able to achieve that goal, at least the first iteration of what that looks like within our first year of business, which we're really proud of. So. How long has it been open for the restaurant? We opened on February 1st of 2021. So that was the trailer. Oh, the trailer opened then. The restaurant was a very gradual process. So we were doing it all as we operated. um, And it had several phases. Over the summer, we only had outdoor seating. So we have our trailer parked in a a pretty big lot that's attached to the building. And we have a bunch of picnic tables outside. So we had this fun like pizza garden experience where people would come and get their pizzas at the trailer and then sit down at a picnic table. And we got our liquor license and we had beer, wine, and cocktails. And then in the fall, we were able to open up the dining room inside as well. Um, So I think that was around October that we started doing indoor seating. But we were using the space since we signed the lease um, in March as kind of our production kitchen. There's a small prep kitchen inside. Um, But the space, as I said, was an old cafe. So it actually doesn't have a full kitchen. So the pizza trailer essentially has become our external pizza kitchen as we've grown into the space, which is an unusual situation, but it has allowed us to take over a face space that I don't think are typical circumstances. So, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, as we go, which was uh, a lot of work, but it was really fun and we're not done yet, but I think we've come a long way so far. Who's the most, like, when you think of New York style pizza or you think of Neapolitan, like there's names that come to mind or pizzerias that come to mind that are the most, I don't want to say the most well-known, but really well-known. Who in the Roman-style pizza category is the most well-known pizzeria or person that you think of? Uh, well, there's Gabriele Bonci in yep. Rome, who is the most famous one. Uh, there's uh, Massimiliano Savea, who has the uh, uh, Roman-style pizza. pizza classes on Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Um and i mean there, there there really aren't a ton oh yeah uh bread and salt he does a, a an awesome roman style pizza out in jersey city um yeah there the, those i think are for me the uh benchmarks that i find really attractive at a pizza and how i try and make ours at least some characteristics from each of those people for sure i'm actually going to talk to the team at Bonchi later on this afternoon Oh, oh wow! Which one, though? Uh, Chicago, Miami, both. Or just... 
Oh, wow. Cool. You're having yeah. a Roman-style day. I am. That's a, it's, I didn't even plan it that way. It just happened. Like, it, it, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm into all kinds of styles of pizza. Like, it depends on the day. The only, the, uh, yeah. I'm going to probably get a lot of flack for this. I would say uh, the only one I don't eat a ton of is the Neapolitan. Just because, uh, you know, oh. obviously with 2021, I haven't been going into a lot of restaurants, and I know it doesn't travel well, and I don't want to, I don't want to eat pizza from somebody if it's not all it can be. So I don't yeah. want right, to order right. Neapolitan pizza from something that I know I'm going to drive home and eat 30 minutes later, and it's just not going to be as good. I'd rather eat it in their restaurant. I just haven't done a ton of that. But Roma yeah. Style, there's a Roma Style pizza place that I've had in the podcast that's in the Boston area, Cambridge. Oh, um, nice. That's the, the name is not coming to me, and he's going to kill me. But I can't <laughs> remember it for the life of me. Um, oh, Mortadella Head. That's the name of it. Oh, okay. uh, they do a Roman style pizza, yeah. Here. Yeah. and uh, they're 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 really good Roman style pizza. They they do it differently than you. They do do the three foot long pizza where you buy it kind of by yeah. the slice, so uh-huh. you can try out different ones. And um, but that that's the only one I can think of for Roman style that, that's around my neck of the woods in the Boston area. Yeah, yeah. it's not a whole yeah. lot. There's not a whole lot, so it's a it's a fun sort of like mini uh, mini niche to be in, in in the pizza world, I think. But I think it would work better if they did it the way you're doing it, which is like your own pizza versus the three foot. Yeah, it confuses people a little bit. Right, right. Yeah, it's typically more of like a counter experience where you go and you get yeah. your slices by weight, and um, so it just has a different feel to it. But as you know, Tom said, we wanted to have more of that pizzeria restaurant, and to that end, as we've grown into the space and um, you know had a little bit more time to stop and breathe, um, we have other things on the menu that are more from you know Tom's fine dining background and trying to infuse the menu with some of that. Um, you know, whether it's appetizers or salads or desserts, um, we've really expanded and we're planning to do more so in the future beyond just pizza. So, um, that's, that's part of the whole experience as well. How, how do you make the dough every day or how often are you making your dough for the pizza? Uh, yeah, it gets made every day. Uh, we do like a, a three day ferment. Um, so there's always, there, there's dough everywhere around here <laughs> <laughs> all the places we can possibly put it we have dough <laughs> yeah like, as she said before there's a it's a cafe space so there's no walk-in so we had to supplement what is already here with a couple extra reach-ins and so we have a couple spaces that are designated for for dough in, in different uh i guess ages um so yeah we make the dough every day we're only open uh five days a week currently but okay. i still come in seven days a week to at least start a biga or make the dough for the next day, so on and so forth. Um, so yeah, dough every day, hundred percent for sure. I love it. You're only open five days a week. That's good. I mean, that could, yeah, gotta be. We're a really small operation. I mean, <laughs> we, we, we're we, open for dinner only five yeah. days a week. It does confuse some people. We're open like today. We're open from five to eight. And uh, that's when we do all of our business. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, we're going to be expanding our hours most likely this year, but you know, it started just with, the two of us and I actually I have a day job so I come over in the evenings but you know we have we had one person helping us um and now we have a staff of of of, I believe there's nine of us nine of us total but we're still pretty small and pretty lean and everybody works really hard and so you know five days a week is for our our sanity and so we can have some semblance of a life as well which was part of the reason to start our own thing i mean tom's been in the restaurant industry for years and years and years i have not actually um but uh i come from a marketing background in you know corporate america so this has been um really fun to do together but also we want it to provide a lifestyle for us that we can you know have more of a balance i mean listen if you can survive on five to eight don't change a thing if i can tell you (laughs) from my experience 
That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. a lot of people, even myself included, back when I, when I was operating, we were open from 11 to 11, seven days a week. Yeah. And that's a nightmare. That's a long day. It's just, yeah. it's just. You're there probably from what, like, I can't, you must get there at 6 a.m. and leave at, you know, midnight. Yeah. I mean, we had so, 75 night. employees, so we were pretty good right. size operation. But you're, even if you're not there, when you're open at 10 a.m., when people are in the building at 9 a.m. or 8 oh, a.m. till 12, you, even if you're not there, you're aware of it being open and you're kind of on, you know, yeah. there's never a time. Yeah. I used to love Thanksgiving, Christmas, 4th of July yeah, because yeah. the restaurant was closed and you knew nothing was going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But there's been a transition lately to doing more of what you guys are doing. It's just like, you know what? We're only open four to nine. That's kind of the hours we're going to do it. And yeah. If you want pizza from us, yeah. that's when you got to come in. I like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely what we're what we're about here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, five to eight yeah. is better than four to nine even. Yeah. 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 We'll see what happens in the future. But um, for right now. Yeah, we do have plans to expand those yeah. hours. But uh, yeah. Yeah, as of now, as we're still ramping up. And I... I I, I'm a believer that I think 80 to 90% of our business comes in that five day period, especially in like sort of the neighborhood where yeah. we are. People eat early yeah, and they go, they like the streets are clear by, by eight o'clock. Lots we're, of families, lots of young kids. It's, we're it's, outside of DC, but we're yeah. not in DC proper. We're yeah. sort of in a, a very small family oriented sort of neighborhood. Yeah. No, you're no, you're a hundred percent right about that. I've done a couple podcasts in the last year where I've talked to operators who were doing 11 to 10 or 11 to nine and mm -hmm. initially they were nervous because they were like you know what we don't really have the staff to do the afternoons but i'm a nervous because if i close will we lose those customers will they go somewhere else and what they found right. was the people actually didn't go somewhere else they just waited till four o'clock to order and they came in at night and they actually increased sales and they had to do it in less time so it was actually beneficial to the business so i think you're right i think you, people do go out at certain times and people make the mistake of like, all right, yeah, let me open for lunch. And then they yeah. aren't super busy for lunch. And then they spend all the time and resources trying to bump up the lunch sales when they right, could have right. just done that for dinner and been closed right. for lunch and done the same amount of business. Right. I, I do think people are extremely tiny. Like this is an example of something that happens to us very frequently is during peak hours, we have to decide to wait for the pizza. And like, let's say it's 6 p.m., 7 p.m. on a Friday, and someone calls and they want to order. And we're like, it's going to be 45 minutes before we can get your pizza. We're busy. And uh, they're like, oh, we'll go somewhere else then. So if you're not, my, my point is that, like, that's when people want to eat, at least yeah. around here. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I agree. Like, if we were open till 9, that person who called at 7 is – they just went someone out. Yeah. They're not going to come yeah. at nine. And if right. you yeah. call it at seven thirty, there's might not be a four. You know, there's probably not a forty-five minute wait because right. everybody wants to eat at six. So it's yeah. like funneling the the traffic and trying to, you know, to to meet the demand when it is there. So yeah, you're right. What what kind of I'm looking at your Instagram as we're talking. In um, what kind of oven do you use for your pizza? Uh, I have a Baker's Pride. Uh, propane powered deck oven. I mean, the pizza oven is in a trailer. Uh, so we had to go propane. Yep. Um, and the deck oven is the right style for the uh, Roman style pizza. And I talked to a bunch of friends who make pizza for a living. And this is what I what I decided on. It was this I couldn't do electric because of the trailer. And, right. and those like pizza master ovens, the, the guy who manufactured the trailer sort of like laughed when I showed him <laughs> that spec sheet for a pizza master. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. 
Do you guys cook the, do you um, cook the dough ahead of time and then top it after and recook it? Or how do you do that? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a twice bake process. So sort of earlier in the day, uh, we do, uh, we, we do our pars or we call them shells and, um, there's two types, reds and whites, and we sort of divide them up. We look at the pre-orders for tonight and we kind of make an estimate of what we're going to sell. Um, often we have to like get more shells down during the middle of service too. But, uh, part of the characteristic of our style of pizza is the fact that it's like baked, cooled a little bit and then baked again. It really like accentuates that like bottom crispy crust. And the, the first bake with the very light topping really allows for like a uh, awesome oven spring. So it's, it's a necessary part of it. Uh, there, I think there are people out there who think like, uh, par baking is cheating. I think it's, it's better. It results in a better product, at least, at least for us, for the style of pizza that we're shooting for. Yeah, I think it depends on the style, right? Like if you're gonna, you're not right. gonna par bake a New York style, get out of here with that. No, no, no one's gonna eat that. Uh, but definitely for for but, this like Roman pizza and Paula, I, I that's what we do. Yeah, and I've tried it both ways. Uh, seems to win in all the taste tests we do pretty pretty frequently or it, every time. Right, yeah, yeah, even people every who do the Detroit style sometimes par bake the crust. Oh sure, yeah. Which is. Um, I, you know, does it, does that make it easier or more challenging to do? Because if you're, uh, I feel like it would be easy because you, you can cook them ahead of time, but then if you're real busy, how do you, how do you cook them to power bake them again? It's a, it's a provides challenges and advantages. Right. It's a complicated operation we have here. <laughs> yeah. Just because it's like, it's not, it's still like a four to five minute bake for the second bake. So it's not ready super fast, uh, but it is much faster. And yeah, when we're busy and let's say we underestimated the amount of pars we need or something like the red white ratio is off. So like we got up selling a lot of white pies. So I need to get like more white shells down. It does uh, result in a little bit longer wait time. Um, but you know, it's something that we've learned to manage as we go on. We like sort of, uh, see the signs of it before it happens. Like, oh, hey, we're selling a lot of white pies. We got to make sure that, like, we keep more stringent counts in what we have and what we need for to get through the night smoothly. Yeah, it looks like they're they're coming out fantastic too. Who's running the Instagram account? Oh, that's Anna that would Lisa be right me. There. Yeah, I'd say great job <laughs> yeah, on that. Awesome. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Yeah. You know what I like most yeah, about it? What? There's no logos on the photos of the pizza. Oh, it's just huh. like that straight pizza. I can see, like, I, I always tell people because I see yeah. people make mistakes. They try to put too much graphics and too much logos. Yeah. And I always yeah, say, like, your Instagram yeah. account's like your menu, right? I want to go to your Instagram yeah. account. I want to see what you got. And I want to see what I want to yeah. order. And maybe mm -hmm. if I don't know what it is, I'll click on it. And the description yeah. can kind of tell me what's on that pizza. And I can decide from there. Yeah. It's all about the food. Uh, so for so sure. you're doing a great job there. Yeah. I mean, it's been a very um, essential marketing tool for us. I mean, we, in the beginning, we were, you know, sold out the day we opened all through Instagram. And at the time we were um, only pre-selling online um, and we've, you know, evolved a lot since then, but, you know, having Instagram as a marketing channel early on, like people knew about us before we even opened our door or our trailer window, yeah. <laughs> you wow. know, which was, um, which was really cool. And we were very like overwhelmed and amazed actually in the beginning, um, you know, that, that it, it works out that way, but yeah. um, very fortunate as well. So, you know, I think it's a very um, genuine story that, you know, every day we're here making pizzas in a trailer and everybody in the neighborhood now I think knows us. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, it's fun. You can follow along and, you know, 
we're just two people in a trailer yeah. <laughs> making pizzas in the cold today. <laughs> <laughs> so did you show like the on Instagram, you said when you opened, you were, you were already had some customers lined up. So what did you do? Like kind of show the journey of you getting it set up and ready to go? Yeah, yeah. we started the account, I think maybe a, a, only about a month or so, if that, before we opened, but we just sort of started like, you know, putting some stuff up, recipe testing, you know, putting p pictures of the the pizza or the trailer or us up and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just a lot of hashtag usage and people found us and it was, um, you know, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think we were a little amazed <laughs> in the beginning, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, yeah. So, you know, and at that time we were obviously doing lower numbers than we are now, but, you know, we were able to sell pizzas before we even opened through just Instagram awareness. Wow. So, and a lot of those customers are still our customers to this day. Yeah, so I think, them, yeah. you know, the product then is what speaks for itself, you know, but you need to obviously get people here to, to know about us. If we just opened as a food trailer in February of 2021 without any kind of marketing beforehand, I mean, waiting for people to walk by and buy pizza, I don't think we would be where we are today for sure. Is Instagram the main platform where you use that you use for marketing? Yeah. Yes. We also, um, you know, do put everything on Facebook too, which is a different audience. And so I think that's important as well. But um, our main focus is typically on Instagram. I'm looking at your Facebook page too. You know what? I, you know what? Another thing you do that's great is you don't put 400 hashtags on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the point of that would be. <laughs> you put a couple, but that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So what's the biggest surprise that you guys have found since opening your, your kind of your first pizzeria? Ooh, that's a tough question. Biggest surprise. There's been many surprises. Yeah. Along What's the, the one way? thing that you that you found that you're like, you know what? I really didn't expect that to happen, but it but it happened. Uh, I think probably the you know selling out early on, like yeah. I mean, I think we opened. We had a couple things going in our benefit. Like we opened February 2020. I think people were 21, 2021. 2021. Yeah. yeah, sorry. People were hungry for something new to happen. See, you did what I did. You, you put 2020 and 2021 together. Yeah, I still do that. <laughs> you I pulled the Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was nothing exciting. It was, it was, you know, we were really in the, the, the drudgery of, you know, the height of the pandemic at that time. And so we opened, you know, when, even though we were just a pizza trailer for takeout only. And at that time you actually had to pre-order a week in advance because we would sell out entirely. Wow. Um, we would open our store a week at a time on Sunday and we'd be sold out within a, at one point. I think this was the most surprising thing. We entirely yeah. sold out in 30 minutes, 30 minutes on yeah. a Sunday morning when we opened our store for the entire week. And we were sitting there in our pajamas, drinking coffee, <laughs> like, watching the orders come. And we're like, oh, my God, like, I was like, oh, I got to get over to the get trailer. Yeah. <laughs> we got to make some pizza. So yeah. that was like very exciting and very surprising. I think, I mean, we were hoping that it would do well, but I don't think we ever expected that from the very beginning. Um, so yeah, that was, that was fun. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Exciting yeah. and nerve wracking, I guess. Right. Yeah. 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 Cause you yeah, want to, you're still... excited that you got those pizzas sold, but then you're like, no, okay, now we got to deliver. Now gotta yeah. It. Now we have to deliver on it. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. when you're just starting out, because if you know, that first impression is really important. If you, if you mess it up, no, they're not going to come back. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And that did, that probably I'm happened. I'm sure that happened along the way too, but uh, hopefully more often than not. Especially early on, uh, weather changed the dough, you know, like all, I'm sure you hear this every other time, like changing weather, yep. changing dough, like inconsistencies happen. You know, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough uh, beast to tame. And 
getting better at it all the time though. I love it. Great story. Where can people go say hello to you or follow you or what's your favorite or preferred place where they go check you guys out? Sure. So our, our, we're located at 106 Hume Avenue in Alexandria, Virginia. That's in the Delray neighborhood. Um, our Instagram handle is at Strachi Pizza, S-T-R-A-C-C-I Pizza. And our website's strachipizza.com. And we'll link all that up in the show notes as well. So if you're listening to this and you're working or you're driving, uh, if you go to smartpizzamarketing.com and just type in their uh, Instagram, we'll, we'll link all that up so people can find you as well. I, uh, oh. Annalise and Tom, appreciate you guys joining me. I It was a great story, great talking to you. Don't hang up yet, but I, I, thought, I just want to say thank you for joining me on the podcast. It was great talking to you. You right, too. Thank you. Thanks for having yeah. us. All right. Thank you to Annalise and Tom for joining me on the podcast. That was a great episode. I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know if you did. Hit me up on Instagram at Smart Pizza Marketing, or you can shoot me an email, Bruce at Smart Pizza Marketing. And don't forget that if you missed anything, all the links, everything we talked about on the podcast, you can go check out at smartpizzamarketing.com if you want to join our mastermind group, if you want to check out what they're doing, what Annalisa and Tom are doing with their business. We'll put a link to their Instagram and their website, everything. Go head over to smartpizzamarketing.com for all of the information from there. And if you have a question, don't hesitate to reach out to me. I may not be able to get back to you right away because I get a lot of emails, but I will definitely get back to you as soon as I possibly can. And the best place to possibly do that for me to get right back to you is Instagram, at Irving or at Smart Pizza Marketing. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.